Welcome to The Kitchen Table, a show dedicated to helping you escape diet culture, gain trust with food, honor your body, and live a brighter life. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to The Kitchen Table. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Alicia Brown, a non-diet registered dietitian, and today I am so excited. We've got a really special episode today. This is a little bit different than our typical conversation around just food and body stuff. We are getting into the home, and we're talking about clearing the clutter with Christine Stone, who owns Neatly Designed, and she's here to help us think about how we can simplify our lives with easy changes that make a really big difference in the way that we live and the way that we work, because she believes efficiency, simplicity, and organization are the keys to seamless, uncluttered day-to-days and uncluttered lives. And we can all agree that clutter can lead to anxiety, can lead to stress. And our homes are supposed to be a place where we can feel ourselves, right? We can feel calm and at home in our homes and also in our bodies. So that's why I asked Christine to come on today. And Christine, just thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Oh, I'm so excited to be here with you. I just, I love talking about clearing the clutter and freeing yourself of all the weight around the house of, you know, everything that has been piling up. And now, you know, I come in and we remove all the obstacles. That sounds refreshing. It's just absolutely, there's like an ease that comes even with just thinking about clearing out, having a blank slate and a new start. How did you get to where you are right now, kind of helping people clear the clutter? How did this kind of unfold in your own life that brought you to the profession that you're in today? Uh, I had younger children and I decided to do something part-time, but I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. And I was at a girlfriend's house. We were waiting for carpool and she, we were sitting in her kitchen and she had this long counter, but it was stacked from the bottom of the counter to the top with so much magazines, mail that hadn't been opened, lunch boxes, backpacks. And I said, Hey, you want some help with that? She goes, why would you want to do that? And I said, because I think it would be very quick. It would take us about 20 minutes. And I think you're going to love this space. And it's your kitchen. It's where you serve food and where your family congregates. So I don't mind doing it. You know, it'll take us just 20 minutes. She goes, okay. And literally in 20 minutes, we had the entire thing cleared off. And when we got to one section, I took a big stack off and there was a bar sink. And I'm like, you have a bar sink. And she said, I know. I forgot. I forgot. I was even there because I've just been stacking and stacking. And she was so thankful, so appreciative. She called me and said, my family loves it. I laid food out and trays and packed their lunches over there. And it just, you really made a huge difference. And it just, a, a bell went off. And I thought, huh, now this was over 13 years ago. So there was no social media, no internet was there, but professional organizers weren't a profession, really. They were just starting out in their business and organizations. Mm -hmm. And so word of mouth, she told a friend of hers, the friend I went and did her house. Then she told a friend of hers and it's been that way ever since. It's just been I've been very lucky. I've been very lucky to have such a great job that I absolutely love and is so rewarding. And I, 
I love going to work. I think it's really amazing how she found that clarity that comes with decluttering, even just that one closet in her house. And I think so often we think about like, oh, we'll just clean off the countertops. We'll clear the kitchen. And really we're stockpiling things thinking that we're cleaning when a lot of things are maybe disorganized. And those things we don't really think about day to day, but they add up. When you were able to clear that closet and see how grateful she was, it seems like that's what sparked you into actually creating a business of helping people do that exact thing. Is that true? Yeah. Well, it was her kitchen countertop. And um, yes, I mean, it just, it made me realize that the talent that I had was something not everybody had. Like I thought everybody wants clean countertops or everybody wants all the batteries in one place, but really it's just not like that. People need a little push, a second set of eyes to look at the space, rework it, reorganize it, tell them, you know, do you want this? And, or they'll try a piece of clothing on and go, what do you think? Thumbs up or thumbs down? Like they want an outside opinion that won't judge them. And that is me. I, it, professional organizers are not out there to judge what you own. Why did, you know, we're there to help you in whatever way we can to get rid of the items you don't want and get organized and, and revamp and re-energize your life. And that's what I love doing. I love it. I feel it's such a rewarding job. I think oftentimes this conversation does come with judgment. Judge, we're judging our own clutter. We're judging our own stuff. We're judging ourselves and our own clothes. That happens a lot. How you said that you come in and you offer a non-judgmental opinion. Yeah. Um, really focused on what the end result that client is, is really looking for in their home. Can you speak more on the importance of not judging or not maybe striving for perfection as we attempt to declutter our homes? I would love to talk about that topic because that is something I am so passionate about because yes, I want everything to look great when I'm gone, but I always tell my clients, you know, don't beat up on yourself if a week later or a month later or six months later, things kind of move back a little bit. Do not think I'm going to come in and go, how'd you let this get this way again? Because most of my clients are all repeat clients for years. I've had the same clients for years. And it may be twice a year I go. Maybe they have three kids or four kids or one child and they work. There's always a reason someone hires me. And it's usually a life-changing moment in their life. They just had a baby their spouse has died, they're empty nesters, a woman's going through menopause and none of her clothes fit. So she really decides, you know, Stella's going to get her group back. And I love it. I love it. But what I always tell people is being an organizer is very emotional because I have sat on the ground and cried with clients. I have laughed with clients. I have been the cheerleader to my clients. I have motivated them. I have checked in on them. So, you know, getting organized and hiring an organizer is probably one of the smartest things you can do because we are non-judgmental. We are there to help you and we are there to make the tough decisions that you can't make. You're stuck 
And so we come in and help you make those decisions, whether it's a kitchen, a closet, a linen closet, a garage, it doesn't matter where it is. Everybody has that one area in their house that they just can't do it. They can't. The rest of their house could be spotless, but there is one room that just everything got thrown into. Mm-hmm. And so I see a lot of people who are organized people, but they just need help with their closet because they're done. They don't want to live in a closet that's in the past. They want to live in the future and get rid of things that don't fit anymore, that are not in style anymore. So that's why I always like to talk about women in self-esteem because I see a lot of it in the closet, a lot of it. And we sit for hours on the floor and talk about undergarments, shoes, They'll hold up a skirt that they wore in high school, but they're in their 40s or 50s. And then we talk about why they're still holding on to it. Mm-hmm. People think we come in and go, get rid of it, get rid of it, get rid of it. It's not how it goes. It's letting go of it. The difference between just getting rid of it and letting go of it, I think is a great thing to think about for us. You know, the Marie Kondo way is just like, does it give you draw? Yes or no. But it comes with a lot of more like emotional ties, some of these things, right? Why do you think think that is right? Like, so in our clothes, in our closet specifically, why do we hold on to things that don't fit in our homes? Why do we just throw everything in a back room, even as organized people, like I think myself and a lot of clients that I work with, a lot of people listening right now, we would consider us exactly what you're saying. Type A, organized, and we get really down on ourselves when we feel like, okay, we're living in clutter. Things aren't clean. We judge ourselves for that. How does the clutter happen? Well, it usually happens for a few reasons. Emotional clutter, meaning I'll be in a client's closet and I'll hold up like a formal gown and I'll say, wow, this is beautiful, but are you going to wear this anytime? Or, or, you know, is it something that you really think you'll be wearing? She goes, oh, no way. I I wore that at my son's wedding, but I can't let go of it because I wore it to my son's wedding. I said, oh, how long has your son been married? 20 years. And I'll say, does it even fit? Oh no, God, that was 20 years ago. That doesn't even fit. And I'll say, how about we take a picture of it and let it go and we can donate it to someone who will wear it and enjoy it as much as you did at your son's wedding. But keeping something this large in your closet is taking up valuable real estate. And that happens with multitudes of clothes. A lot of women, once they hit their late 40s, early 50s, as I discussed with menopause, They gain weight in areas they never had ever in their life and things are tight and they're not going to wear belts anymore because they don't fit and they don't feel comfortable in them, but they won't let them go because in their emotional part of their life, they're thinking, what if it's always a, what if, Mm -hmm. what if I lose 20 pounds and I can, and I always say the same thing. If you lose five pounds, if you lose 10 pounds, if you lose no pounds, wouldn't you want to go buy something new and either celebrate an achievement or wear the clothes that you can fit in right now? Because that's kind of where we are in life is right now. We're not in the future. We're not in the past. We're in the present. And I think COVID 
has had a lot to do with people not being able to escape their clutter and why everybody has been wanting to get organized Mm -hmm. because they can't go to a concert or a movie or go out with friends. They have to look at what they have created through the years that they have let pile up and pile up. And so it's been, it's been a really interesting year, a year I've loved not because of COVID, but I've loved how people have finally realized this is my home and I'm going to change the way I live and I am going to simplify and love my home. And that's all I've ever wanted. So I'm, I'm thrilled in a way that people have really made these changes. So what you're saying is we've organized our homes around past versions of ourselves, or we're trying to organize them around future versions of ourselves by miss and we're we're missing out on the current version of ourselves. That's so true, especially in our closets. I love that you shared that holding on to past versions of ourselves, past bodies that we lived in, right. Or holding on for maybe the potential of a future body to live in those past versions of the clothes but really embracing our bodies and embracing the present moment of our lives is what we maybe should consider shaping our homes around. Right. Um, I love that thought. I think women are just so hard on themselves. I mean, just, I, I, it breaks my heart sometimes because I'll say many times it's okay. It's okay to feel this way. It's, you know, you lost a spouse, of course, you haven't had the motivation to clean your closet, you know, but in their mind, they're thinking, well, maybe I should have anyway, you have to be in the right frame of mind Oh yeah. to call an organizer in or to decide you want to tackle even a pantry. Like if you're on a new diet, you may say, I'm going to tackle my pantry because now I'm doing this kind of diet and I don't want this food. But if you're in a bad place in your life, you don't want to do anything. And so my, my job is to go in and say, okay, what's sticking you? What is bothering you that we can tackle and, and make you feel better for, for the moment, not forever, for mm-hmm. the moment. Exactly. And so that's where organization comes in all parts of life. How do you feel like that changes the life of an individual? You mentioned that this is a very like emotional, but also transformative process. So like once your client achieves a more organized clause, a more organized pantry, like what does that mean for them in their lives related to self-esteem and confidence? I live in a smaller town. So I run into my clients all the time. Cool. And I cannot tell you how many people have told me it is it has been life-changing. It has been, my husband sees me smile again. My kids love having no clutter and inviting their friends over. And, and my kids have come up and said, mommy, I love what she did. You know, people don't understand how clutter affects marriages, how clutter affects your children, how clutter affects your partners, how clutter affects just wanting to invite people over, you're embarrassed. And Mm -hmm. so I think that I just get a thrill when someone does say it has been like, you have changed my life and my family's life. 
Amazing. And I could so agree with that. I'll just share. We moved into this house about a year ago. And before that, oh my gosh, we were in an apartment. And then while this house was being built, my parents' house, the early listeners of the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was tough. But early listeners of the show kind of know that we started at my parents' kitchen table. And then ultimately my own kitchen table here in the house is like the metaphor of the show. And so like, there's a transition into being able to have your own house, your own space that you are proud of, that you take pride in, that is a reflection of you in some ways, right? You and and me and all of us. And I think that what I'm hearing from you is that when we take pride in our homes, it increases our self-esteem. Yes. In our homes and in our spaces. So when I even clean out a closet, if somebody hasn't bought clothes in years because they're depressed or they don't feel good about themselves. Mm -hmm. They can't wait to go shopping. You know, when we're done, they're like, I can't wait. And I always make a list what we need to replace because a lot of times some of the items really do need to be replaced. Like if we've removed, you know, five pair of jeans because they don't fit, well, we want to get maybe a couple more pair of jeans that do fit and you feel good about yourself in. And so I feel like it's no matter where it is, even if it's something as simple as a pantry, people can get up in the morning and go into the pantry and find what they need and not a lot of pantry clutter is overbuying, And that's associated with guilt. Why people don't get rid of it. They paid money for it. Mm-hmm. And they feel guilty and they forget they own it because it's not organized by categories or whatever um, their situation is. And they feel guilty throwing it away. When I come, if it's expired, of course, we throw it away. But if not, we donate it to a nearby, you know, soup kitchen or homeless shelter or wherever. And then it makes people feel good because you're giving it. So you don't want it, but somebody else might. Or you're not eating this type of food anymore, but maybe somebody else is. So it really is taking each room and looking at it as its own space and starting small, but starting somewhere. Do not try to tackle your whole entire house in one day because you'll set yourself up for failure because, you know, you'll get tired, you'll get hungry, and then you want to go in the kitchen for a snack, and then you'll put your feet up and watch one Netflix episode, but then it'll get good and you'll want to watch another one. You got to start small, a medicine cabinet, a pantry under the sink, you know, start small. Spring is a great time to tackle the garage because the weather's beautiful. And so, you know, I, I just, I'm so encouraged by this past year and how people have really taken clearing the clutter to just new heights. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's true for so many of us. We're confronted with the clutter. We want to do something about it. But as we do, as you're saying, a lot of our stuff comes up in quotes, right? Our food stuff by being in the pantry, our money stuff. Like when I say stuff, I mean like worries and anxieties and frustrations and emotions and food, body, money stuff, all of this stuff comes out. So I see this as almost a type of therapy. This is almost like, let's just sift through a lot of this so we can get down to the root of what we really need, what really serves us, what really helps us best show up in the world. And I want to ask specific, yeah, go ahead. Well, especially with body image and women, especially with body image, because we are all so hard on ourselves. And so they'll say, you know, 
why do I need new underwear or bras, even though the bras stretched out and there's a hole in the underwear, you know, no one's going to see me in this. And I'm like, you're going to see yourself in this. You're going to look in the mirror. I don't care who else is going to see you. You're going to see you. And you want to feel good about you. You mm-hmm. want to say, oh, look, I'm, you know, I'm wearing this new bra and underwear for myself. And I feel good when I put my dress on now because, you know, I've got my groove back and I'm just feeling good about myself. No one feels good putting on a bra that the straps fall down and, you know, there's no elastic in the underwear anymore. It just, it, it's not possible. Yeah. It, just, it makes you feel bad. So clothing and women's self-esteem is something I made the connection about a couple years ago because it was kept coming up in my mind and coming up in my mind. And I'm like, what is this connection? And it was women and self-esteem. You know, they compare themselves to everybody. Well, I can't wear a size six. I'm a size 10. I'm like, try on the size six. And they'll try it on and say, wow, I look really good in that. I go, your, your clothes are too big. You're wearing clothes that are too big because they don't want to see themselves as sexy and youthful or pretty. It's they're stuck in this image they've had of whether they're I'm overweight or my, you know, so my job is to say, let's, let's redo a few things. And that includes how we're thinking about ourselves, Mm -hmm. how we think about our closets and our clothes and our undergarments. So yeah, it's a very big emotional connection when it comes to clutter. I see that absolutely. When we have a negative image of ourself and our bodies is reflected in how we clothe ourselves and our approach to the closet in general, the closet becomes a really triggering place and how we clothe ourselves. We try to disconnect from it and don't care about it and just kind of go through the motions of it when we don't even realize things aren't fitting the way that we'd like them to or not fitting at all or have again, holes in them, elastic, not fitting. A part of how we clothe ourselves is a way that we can show ourselves respect, knowing that we honor our bodies as well. Do you feel that? Yes. And I feel that especially for, um, I have a lot of young moms and they're very hard on themselves after they have a baby, you know, um, what if I don't lose this weight? I don't even want to keep the stuff I used to wear because I'm so overweight now. And I've had two kids and they're grown and they're out of the house. So I know this too shall pass because I've had kids and I have you know, probably felt that way when my kids were newborns or younger. And so, you know, encouraging people, you know, yes, you feel bad right now, but you just had a baby. I mean, you know, that's a joyous thing and you will bounce back. You may not be a size zero, but who cares? You have a baby. And I think social media plays a huge role in self-esteem with women because they're just constantly comparing themselves. And it's always a letdown. And I say, you know what? We're not a celebrity. We're normal people that live normal lives. So let's not compare ourselves to a Hollywood celebrity or someone that has, you know, a 10,000 square foot home. Let's live in what we live and have what we have. And a light bulb kind of goes off because it's somebody giving them permission to live their life, not someone else's life. 
That's so true. We were mentioning before we pressed record that, you know, I saw the Kardashians with their huge garage and all of the organization. I'm like, oh my gosh, well, I don't organize like that. There's a sense of uh, perfection in that and, and desiring what we don't have and the comparisons. They're not apples to apples. We are not comparing correctly. It's not a fair comparison to ourselves and it makes us feel badly about ourselves. What if we gave ourselves permission to live our own life on our own terms, to find systems and organization strategies and a way of living that really works for us. Absolutely. That's all I strive for because you can only work with what you have. Yeah. What, even if you have a kitchen and you're not redoing it now or you know doing any renovation, I come in and say, okay, here's the deal. We're working with what we have and it's going to look great when we're done and it's going to be so functional. But you know, sometimes you just can't do something at that moment and you'll do it five years from now. Maybe you'll renovate your kitchen five years from now. And it's almost giving permission to people to say, oh my gosh, you're right. Let's make this look great. And I've done it many times and people thought I was crazy. And after we're done, they're like, you actually did it. And I'm like, because we cannot all just run out and buy a new house or tear out the kitchen. We have to work with what we have, whether it's your closet, whether it's your kitchen, whether it's your garage, and constantly wanting what someone else has leads to depression. Yeah. Because you're not maybe ever going to have it. So why don't we just enjoy what we have and make it look amazing? I feel the same can be a conversation about our bodies as well. Absolutely. What if we Absolutely. enjoy what we have and make it amazing and feel amazing? And, and you know what? That's the thing about our bodies mm-hmm. is we're all different mm-hmm. and we need to embrace what we have and be, be thankful for it. And, and yes, everybody might want to lose a few pounds, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay to do it gradually or to do it when you're ready or, you know, to wear the clothes that we're all wearing right now during COVID because we've all been stuck inside for a year. I mean, it's just someone coming and giving a little pat on the back and saying, it's okay. It's all, it's all going to be okay. And that's like the step towards body acceptance that we really talk a lot about here on the show is to just recognize that our body as is right now is okay without losing the weight, without anything right now in this moment, creating a life around how we are right now, I think is really an empowering place to start. Um, That is what I think will propel us into conquering the clutter and getting after some of these things that have been weighing us down this emotional weight that has taken away from some joy in our lives. Do you have any like recommendations or strategies for somebody who doesn't know really where to start? Maybe they are thinking about a space in their home that's kind of cluttered right now, or they're thinking about an area or a drawer or someplace where they might sense a little friction, maybe the kitchen or the closet what is one thing that maybe they could start thinking about today if they wanted to maybe consider decluttering on their own? You know, there are two areas of the home that I like to focus on when I go into someone's house, if this is why they've called me there. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, it's not a closet. We do eventually get to the closet, Mm -hmm. um, but it's the kitchen because that is the hub of the home. Yeah. 
pre-COVID, that is where everyone would gather for entertaining. Your children eat breakfast at the kitchen counter. You mm-hmm. prepare your food there. Um, it's just the hub of everybody's home where everybody hangs out. Yeah. So if I were to say where to start, you always, always have to remove everything out of the pantry, the cupboard, wherever you're organizing in a kitchen. You cannot ever do a complete project without emptying it out, purging what you don't use, you don't need, and you don't even like. I mean, there are so many people that all pull out, you know, corded appliances from 10 years ago and they'll go, I don't even like that. I think I used it once like five years ago. And it's a big, you know, machine and it's taking up so much valuable real estate in their kitchen and we get rid of it. And by the time I leave, there is excess room. There's empty drawers, empty shelves, starting small, emptying everything out, purging, scheduling a donation pickup before you even start your organizing project. I like to schedule it the day after I'm going to organize Mm -hmm. because people tend to pick through and have regret. So if you can get it out of the house faster, it's the best option. And then finding the right organizing products to fit your space. People forget to measure, then they buy a bunch of organizing products and then none of them work, but yet they don't have time to return them or they can't return them or it's too late to return them and they become more clutter. It's so important to measure the empty space, figure out then what you're keeping. And then after you get the organizing products, put the items back in, organize and make sure there's a place for everything. Mm -hmm. If everything has a place, everybody in your family will follow suit. But if not, everybody throws everything in that one drawer, that one cabinet. So that's where I start. Pantry, junk drawer, under the kitchen sink, cupboards, spice racks, starting small and just really focusing on a project. Like I said earlier, do not try to tackle the entire house because you will get burnout. For people like me that maybe have some perfectionist type tendencies, I'm working on this and that are overly ambitious. We might say, okay, overhaul, we're doing everything. You know, we're getting after everything today. I love your advice of just one room, one space, one thing at a time. <laughs> well, once, once my clients start to really love and enjoy that space, then they go, okay, now we have to do this. And now we have to do that. And yeah. so it's showing you, you can love the space, simplify it, enjoy it. And then you're so excited to move on to the bedroom, the closet, the garage, the spare room, whatever it may be, but you need that bit of motivation and inspiration mm-hmm. to keep going. And the literal seeing of success, right? Yeah. To give you the momentum to move on. Yes. Oh, this conversation has been so insightful. And that has been, honestly, that's great advice for us to get started. Any final words of anything that we didn't cover on the show or anything else you'd like to add? You've been so inspirational and motivating for so many of us. Is there any final word that you'd want to share to let everyone know about? You know what? I think the final thing I would like to say is lately, for uh, I, things go in waves. And lately, I have just seen because of COVID, the overbuying, the overbuying, which I get because everybody was stocking up, but now they don't know what to do with it. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I would like to say, donate, give away, you know, only keep the excess you would need, like maybe toilet paper and paper towel that you'll use on an ongoing basis, but clear up some of the space now it, it, that we're seeing some sort of light at the end of this tunnel. Yeah. And it's okay to let the excess go, because if not, we're going to be here in six months talking about how to let go of all the excess we bought, you know, within the past year. So that's something I'm seeing a lot when I go into clients' house now is the excess just all over the place, hidden in cabinets underneath to good reason that people did it, but you know, it's going to end up eventually catching up with everybody. And so keeping what you absolutely need and can use in the future, and then, you know, donating and letting go of some of the excess items. Mm -hmm. We have to break free of maybe that scarcity mindset in order to do it, to know that we can go out and get what we need now and that we're not maybe locked up in our homes for forever yeah. moving forward for exactly. many of us that feel. Yeah, no, exactly. And I think that's the mentality that everybody has had is, you know, we need to keep stockpiling and stockpiling and, you know, as much steps forward we've made decluttering, it's just going to continue on to be a great thing when people just start to reclaim their spaces and start to entertain again. We're all dying to entertain and have someone over for dinner. (laughs) So true. Oh my gosh. So true. We're craving that. And when we talk about food in the kitchen as a sense of, you know, a a place for togetherness, a place for everyone, I'm, I, and everyone listening really want to get back to that. (laughs) That's part of our culture. It's part of our food culture too. Absolutely. 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 Everyone wants to follow you and find you and potentially work with you. Can you tell them where they can do that? Uh, on Instagram, I'm at neatly designed and my website is neatlydesigned.com and um, on Facebook, neatly designed. So really you can find me anywhere at neatly designed. Neatly designed, Christine Stone. Yes. Thank you so much for being here with me today and sharing your wisdom about organization, decluttering and helping us kind of shed some of that weight of the clutter so we can live bigger, bolder, and brighter lives. Thank you so much for having me. I absolutely love your podcast. (laughs) Thank you. And for everybody listening, if you have a moment, take out your phone and hit that subscribe button that helps me get on the charts, sending message of decluttering and body positivity and intuitive eating out. It helps me get on the map. So thank you so much for hitting that subscribe button. Also, don't forget to follow Christine Stone and we will see you all on Monday's episode of The Kitchen Table. Have a great day and a great weekend. We'll talk soon.